can really dance. Wow, you can really dance. Podcast listeners, welcome back to episode seven of Not To Be Technical. It's your favorite hosts, Two Beer Knopf and Charlie Scholes. And unfortunately, we're missing out on Gary this week. Yeah, Gary is not here today, but there's no podcast drama. There's nothing like that. He's still a co-host. He's still here. He's missed a couple episodes, but the reason he's gone, it makes sense. It's the wife's birthday. They're traveling. They're seeing family. They're having barbecues, baby. So a little uh, shout out over there to uh, Tatiana. Happy uh, belated whoa, birthday whoa. to her. And she's I supposed also, to be anonymous. We might need to bleep that out. She's not an anonymous listener. Uh, she is a <laughs> proud listener. Uh, but anonymous listener number one is replacing him again. He is back from episode five. And I also have to give a happy belated birthday to anonymous listener number one. Just a few days ago was your birthday, and I had no idea you kept that anonymous from us as well. Yeah, you really did. Come well, on, man. Well, thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Um, yeah, it was an uh, unceremonious 31st birthday. No one cares when after you're 30. I it's care. Just, I care. It's, it's just 10 year stages, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 in the grave. That could have been the first time we ever met. It could have. Oh, yeah. You guys have not met in person. Right? We've weird. never met yeah. in real life. Hashtag yeah, if only yeah. I was turning 30 next week and there's like a little thing planned or something where you guys would meet for the first time. I have no idea. That'd be wild. Yeah, that would be crazy. Maybe. But but yeah, Noff is uh, – get back to that intro, baby. Oh, you already know. So if you guys are longtime listeners like Gary, you know the drill. We're going to go through some trending tech topics and then move right on into the main discussion, which today is going to be discount apps and ways to save money while shopping online using primarily Rakuten and Honey. So before we get into it, Charlie, how the hell are you? Damn, I usually ask you that in office. Uh, Well, I've been dying to say it. Well, you've said it. And let me just tell you, my man, I am feeling... Not that great. It's been a couple rough couple weeks, you know, not going to lie. But, you know, a little bit of my sad boy vibe. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm here with my buds. The podcast is going well. Work's going well. About to celebrate another year of life. It is what it is, but things are good. I've been meditating again, so hopefully I'm a little bit more positive on this episode here. And even got back into yoga, uh, hot yoga to be specific. What's hot about it if you haven't done hot yoga, I saw an anonymous listener raise his eyebrows there. It's like 100 degrees in that bad boy when you're in that room. I thought you hated your hot yoga though. So novice, I did hate hot yoga. And the reason being is I sweat more than the average person. Uh, I may have hyperhidrosis, whatever. You, it's it's you, something I, I've dealt with. You know? I don't it's, know if you have hyperhidrosis. You do sweat more than the average person, but I've seen someone who's got like hyperhidrosis and it is like, crazy. So I would say I have a fortunate case of it. Like it is hideable. You know, I, I'm able to, that's probably not the right word, but I, I can conceal it. But uh, <laughs> I would say I used to be self-conscious about going to hot yoga. Is even that why everyone, you always wear all black? 
Well, yeah, really calling me out here. Yeah, I do prefer black, but it's also my aesthetic too. I'm just like that's kind of just my vibe with stuff. You know, like, I've always had black guy. cars. Like you know, black, like whatever. I like dark mode on everything. Charlie, why are you self conscious about sweating at hot yoga? That's the entire point. You're exactly right. So <laughs> the reason I am, I was. I say was past tense, self-conscious about it because I would sweat a ridiculous amount in hot yoga. But then it hit me. It hit me this past time that you know what? This is actually the perfect place for me. Everyone is sweating. Yeah, I'm sweating more than everyone else. Absolutely. But like it's acceptable. It's like this is hot yoga. and It's like over 100 degrees in the river, whatever it is. So I felt great once I realized that. I was having a good old time. I'm going to start doing it again. I already told novice we should start going. I went with another buddy this past weekend. And you know what? Like, I'm back on it, baby. Got the meditation, got the yoga, feeling good, back on the health grind. I'm going to sweat it all out. I don't care what anyone says or thinks. And probably no one says or thinks anything, but it was all in my head. So it's all yeah, good. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I've got to say, I'm a big fan of hot yoga, except the last time we did it. Um, which was a oh, long God. time ago. And uh, we went with a buddy of ours who was supposed to bring me shorts, who ended up coming late, uh, barely getting in. And I was wearing pants at hot yoga, like fucking pants the whole time. So you're the guy at the like gym. Work pants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, they were the uh, Lululemon uh, ABCs. So yes, I could kind of yes. roll them up and they, you know, they stretch a bit. So they worked for the occasion, but I was like dripping in sweat wearing yeah. pants during the whole thing. And still so, sweating less than I do. Also, I want to double back to something that you mentioned where you were like, oh, this is my aesthetic. You were talking about using dark mode. Dude, you're not special for using dark mode. And also, if you're not using dark mode, you're a loser. Yeah, I said right. it. Cosine. Okay, so you're really coming out aggressive here in office. You're really trying to be me this episode. What the hell, yeah. hell are you doing being aggressive? I'm just trying to embody your energy, you know? It's where, So dark mode is an example of how I prefer just black theme things, darker things. You know, like if I have an option when it comes to maybe a product I buy, uh, maybe a cars like I mentioned, gaming consoles, if I can get a controller in black, whatever it may be. Dark mode's another dark mode. I think I would still use regardless, but yeah. I but you know what? I do agree with you, Office. If you're not using dark mode, you, you might be a loser. I'm just you're a loser. Say. Yeah. Um, do you use dark mode, anonymous listener number one? I do, and I if I you know if I'm on Twitter or I see a screen cap of somebody's screen and they're you know they're using like the white yeah. Twitter background, it's so triggering. I'm like, yeah, I, they must be a serial killer if they're still <laughs> using white backgrounds. Night mode only. I hate it if you don't have a night mode on your, your app or yeah. website. Yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know about dark mode, well, I'm not sure how you don't. I feel like a lot of things are in your face about it. But essentially, it just changes apps or websites. And you can also set this on your computer as well or your laptop, uh, where it makes everything darker. It's easier on the eyes. It's not as bright. Uh, but everything you're looking at, whatever the content or the app is, it'll change it to that. So it's definitely something that's a little bit more modern. Uh, in terms of being functionality available to users, but not that new. I mean, it, I've probably been using yeah. dark mode for like five years or so now or whatever. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I would just say in like the the more recent, like last yeah. couple of years, more products and apps have been, you know, providing the offer of like dark mode, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah. And they'll actually be able to tell if your device, whether it's your phone, your laptop, your computer is using dark mode and then 
it'll actually adjust for it, whether it's the website, the, the web browser you're using, et cetera. So that's been pretty cool to see. But yeah, that's an example. Yeah, I do like darker things. And it's not only because I sweat too much. You know, that's just, that's been my style, you know, so whatever, you know. And if you've known Charlie for a long time, you know, he has some long, dark, beautiful hair back in the college days. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. You're talking about my flow, baby. Uh, I had the flow flow. going on. Hair past the shoulders. I was longboarding around the college campus. So cool. Look look a little different now. Driving a Mustang. So I I did drive a black Mustang. You are correct. Driving the black Mustang, you know, you already know what it is. Yeah, that was that's always been my aesthetic, dude. That's nothing new. It's all because I sweat. You're right. I, I sweat so much. I was like, <laughs> really black, and I was just like, yeah, I gotta own it. But anonymous listener number one. So first off, we're glad to have you back. Thanks for checking in for Gary. You okay. once said, "All is right in the world." I was on a podcast because Gary was not on it, and I my voice was on it. Uh, it's happening again. You must be feeling good. But what do you think Gary's doing right now? Well, if it's uh, anything like yesterday, he was uh, day drinking, probably overeating, phone probably dead. He had, yeah, I don't think he replied to any of our texts today. So he, I don't know. He could be uh, down in a ditch. He could be touring Charleston, South Carolina. Who knows? Yeah, who knows what he's up to? But I hope he's having a good time celebrating the birthday. Uh, but, you know, he, he has missed the most podcasts of the three hosts here. So, you know, you do got to call him out there. But uh, he's, he's wildly <laughs> inconsistent and uh, I'm coming for him. Just going to throw uh, that out there. It, I'm vicious. I, I got to say, anonymous listener number one, you have been a hit with people. We have a lot of people that bring you up. They think you're hilarious. Uh, and you might have salvaged uh, our worst episode ever, which by the data was episode four. Uh, but episode five, you came in and you talked more about John McAfee, uh, which is consist- <laughs> we're consistently told this was the worst topic to ever bring up. Novice and I brought it up, just not even like nothing. really trying to focus on it. I was like, oh, like it was trending on Twitter. I don't know anything about it. You brought it up. Do you know about Novice didn't know about it? Then you came on. You kind of knew about it, but not really. Not but, really. Uh, but people, people liked it. People liked when you came on about it, but not when we talked about it. So uh, I, I don't know. Nothing's more exciting than a little brown talk. <laughs> that's that's one way to put it. I'm told that all the time. Yeah, and if you don't know what we're talking about, episode four and five, we talked about John McAfee. Uh, he, you know, died while he was in prison. There's a long story. There's a documentary about it. You know, we, we're not going to talk about it again. If we do that, the podcast will be canceled. I mean, it's just it's we can't be doing that. We're already on the verge of it. We're already on the verge. I'm going to quickly uh, pivot here. We had anonymous listener number two on the last episode. Uh, anonymous listener number one, did you happen to listen to that? Did you? Do you feel some tension between the different anonymous listeners or do you feel like everything is okay? I feel uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was good. No, I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. She brought content. She brought confidence, swagger. It was a great appearance. I liked it. I like learning about the, uh, the Tesla, you know, test driving. No idea how that worked. It was a uh, 10 out of 10 performance. No, no. No competition. You know, I've got to say that seems to be a common theme that she's been bringing confidence, uh, something that both Charlie and I clearly lack. No, that's just you in office. I guess. You know what? Uh, you are confident in Charles spamming super annoying Snapchat videos. I don't even know what they are, but <laughs> lip lip syncing. Oh, uh, you know, altering Gary's photos to lip sync awful music. 
What the heck is that? Yes. All um, right. So, I mean, um, you have thoughts okay. here in office. Uh, that yes. I'll so, um, to give some background as to what anonymous listener number one saying is, uh, over the weekend, primarily Friday night, uh, something had taken over Charlie, uh, in which he had started going through his photos and using a Snapchat filter um, to have these still images have their mouths move and sing along to, I think, like a, a, a limited number of songs. Like, yeah, was there very a limit? limited? Five How many different was... songs. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. He was making uh, dozens of these videos, sending them to all the group chats that we're in. Um, uh, Charlie, how many videos did you even make, dude? Well, all right. So, let's take a step back here. So, first off, what's going on on Snapchat is, um, I I first download I downloaded Snapchat for the first time in like a long time like a, a year used it again probably like a week or two ago and the whole reason I did this to find the filter that takes like you take a selfie or you have a photo of you and it changes like your perceived gender into the opposite right oh, and, yeah and, and I know why there was it, it actually not as listener knows about this too um, when I first found this years ago. There was a photo of me in a tank top that uh, when we used that Snapchat filter, uh, it may be, you know, not to be cocky, but I was a very pretty looking lady. Uh, you're looking like, pretty hot. I, I, I was. It, it, Come that out and filter say it. You're really looking hot. Super hot. Uh, no, obviously, sir, you remember this picture, right? Oh, my. You look you I, you I look amazing. I told you in person, not <laughs> like if, if you were a girl, I would be into you. And I also told you you have beautiful long <laughs> eyelashes. Well, that's Charlie true. does we have very long filter, eyelashes, yeah. by the way. Like the longest I've ever seen. I've been told that. People ask me if I get them done. I would never do such a thing. That sounds crazy. But yeah, so anyways, I re-downloaded it because I wanted to get that feature again and use it. I was shocked. Well, first off, there's a couple things I did wrong when I re-downloaded Snapchat. It's been a while for me. I don't use Snapchat much. I still don't use it much. But I, I didn't have the app, so I never got notifications. My account was just sitting there. So I log into Snapchat, just you know, all willy nilly, and I see all these people that have added me over the past like year or two, right? And I'm like, oh wow, like like why? I'm so surprised popular. they added me. Like weird. Like I, I had no idea, right? People like that, like I I recently like have met like new new coworkers at work, like etc. Right? I'm like, oh that's weird. They added me, okay. And so then I realized that this was just I don't know what I read at the top. These were just people that were now contacts in my phone that also had Snapchat, but I thought it said it added me. Like that was like the section above it, I guess. So then I started adding not everyone back, like people that I felt like, okay, yeah, like I'll add you on Snapchat back. Oh, are these but all suggestions and recommendations? These are all suggestions <laughs> based on my contacts list, dude. So I, I didn't add anyone like awkward or anything like that, but like I definitely like I wouldn't have done it if I knew that that I was sending their You're request. hitting that follow for follow Which, right there. I know, and usually I'm like I'm on the ball with these types of things, but you know, or, or maybe not when it comes to Strava. But like when it comes to Snapchat, I thought I'd be better, right? So that, I'm ter- I'm terrified to link any of my social media to my contacts. I don't want anyone with my phone number to be able to find my yeah. my. I don't want my bosses to find social media. I don't. Yeah. I, that's like one of my worst fears. Hey, that that's fair. That's extremely fair, and I, I would recommend to anyone to be careful before you uh, 
you tap there and you not misread them. I'm sure I'm the only one that's done that. Like that that's that can't be like a common thing that happens. No, not but, at all. I, I doubt it. I highly doubt it, dude. Yeah. I, I, I honestly thought Snapchat was like a dead platform. I think but apparently like teenagers still still love it. They still you know, it's the, it's the I guess kids. disappearing feature that, that, you know, if their parents ask for their phone. Honestly, the thing that probably gets me is like, I don't know who watches this stuff, but Snapchat makes money off their discovery section where they've got these like terrible, like tabloidy videos of stuff. Who watches that stuff? Is it's it like, like, look how much earwax comes out of this guy's <laughs> ear. All right. I will be honest. There was a phase I went through uh, for at least a solid like three to six months where I was like, I like these ASMR videos until I watched them all and got over it. But Snapchat did have a good offering of these ASMR videos, like whether it was like cutting slime or like miscellaneous weird stuff like that. Yeah. So a couple things here. One, like that content is probably still alive and well, and probably even more so on TikTok now, like you'd find anything on there. Snapchat is alive and well. A lot of people are still using it. Uh, I'd say more in the younger demographic. Yeah. But I've noticed people like around our age, which is mid to late 20s, early 30s, have adopted it or, or gotten out of it a lot, you know, very quickly or less, it, at least people I know. So I really did go on there just for the filters in the lens. You know, I had a little mistake there if I thought people added me and actually wanted to be my friend. They didn't. So whatever. That's fine. But the so going back to what was what an anonymous listener brought up. So I did not find the gender changing one when I went on there, but boy, did I find this karaoke one. And let me tell you, I had a hell of a time Friday night. It takes any photo and like you, it'll scan the faces of the purse people in the photo that are, I guess are like able or eligible to be changed, makes their mouths move. It puts music over it. Very limited selection of music. Uh, I, th- I think one, of, I forget what like the songs were. One of them is, um, uh, what is it? The glass animals song. Uh, that, that's really oh, yeah. big right heat now. Waves. I, heat waves. And then, um, any Dua Lipa? I, no Dua Lipa. Uh, Dua Lipa. That's I would have, Oh man. I, I don't know what it was. Say, like, I just know the lyrics of something like, I'm not going to call you poppy, but that shit made me laugh. So yeah, hard. there was like a Spanish one. It's like, not going to call you poppy. If you don't, I don't know that song, whatever, but, song oh, but you could take any photo, dub it over. We'll, we'll post one on the, we'll post one on the Instagram stories. The Gary one with the chicken wing, I think was our favorite. Yeah, yeah. Gary so, one we'll, was the best one. Yeah. Well, so we'll here. post that. So I found that I also found one that takes people and turns turns them into Pixar characters. I really like that one as well, but yeah. Uh, Snapchat filters, Snapchat friends, you know, Stuff that's new to me. I've been out of the game for a couple of years and I'm just going on there to just change filters and send dumb videos to my friends. And it's uh, it's been fun. So that, that's what I've been up to. Very good. So, Charlie, like how much time do you think you spent on like Snapchat on Friday? And like, do you think you're going to go back to it like with Instagram in the mix? Like, I don't see myself using um, Snapchat too much. It's it's just not a way I communicate with my friends or people I know. But yeah, I'm still going to use the filters and look at it. Like, I think it's just barn on. Like, when, when, like, the stuff that's on there, like, it's ridiculous. I mean, there's probably better apps for it and, and shit like that. But I, I, just, I, there's just something to me. Like, when I'm in the mood to just do mindless stuff, go on Snapchat, like, look at the different photos in my phone, like, put them in there, change it. Like, I, I don't know. There's something fun about it. I send it to people with no context. It, one of my favorite pastimes. Uh, and also, we recently... <laughs> 
with pastime. We recently, I, I didn't even do that on purpose. Don't group me into this we. Oh, you're it's a we, baby. This so, is not a we. This anonymous is a listener. We we just learned we that um pastime is. I knew it was one. I, I guess I thought I didn't know if it was one word. You thought or it was two words. Two. No, so you but, knew it was one word, but you were like, how is it spelled? Is it got two T's in it, like past and time? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't know what it was, but I didn't know it was one word with one T. And it was pronounced past time instead of past time. Like there's like, I don't know. Learn that this you, week. I don't know why I'm giving you so much grief about yeah. this. I'm the one who didn't know that it was Peace Corps instead of Peace Corps for years. Yeah. Out here you guys are kind of blowing Corps. my mind right now. I, I'm going to be honest, didn't know. our boss didn't know this either by the way who is definitely one of the most impressive uh marketers i've ever met he did not know that so pure um, definition of a leader yeah and he didn't know that either he didn't know it was one t he definitely knew how to say it and pronounce it right but he didn't know it was one t this this is just further evidence that baseball is a dead sport america's favorite pastime well you're right that's essentially the biggest use of it. Everyone says that, like that's their tagline. But like, I, I don't, I don't even care about baseball. But you're right, it's, it's dying. But anyways, I would say Snapchat filters are pastime of mine. But you're not going to see too much time spent on the Screen Time app for me when it comes to Snapchat. Like definitely more so. I, I think Instagram shows up there a lot. But you, you know what? I, I think so. The Screen Time app, by the way, is on Apple devices. It'll show you how much time you spend on each app. And it also gives you a way to kind of track, like, am I on my phone too much? You know, like, am I, you know, giving myself enough time off screen, et cetera, right? We actually talked about this a little bit on our first episode, I think episode yeah. zero, where, you know, I what shows up the most. To find yeah, like that's what we use. That we've been using or something. Exactly. Our most used apps recently, et cetera. So this is top of mind for me because recently I was asked, like, hey, like, how much, like, what's your screen time app? Say? Like, what's your average, like, you know, time on your phone each day. So I pull it up and it said like, it was somewhere between seven and eight hours. Right. And nuts, I, dude, what the hell? Exactly. I was shocked to see that. And so I said that and she was like, Oh, like mine's like three or like, 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 well, that's insane. You're on your phone, like a whole work day. I'm like, yeah, I didn't expect it to be that high. Um, that that's pretty crazy. And she, and she was like, kind of like, ooh, like, like she was like, that's that's bad, you know. And like, I don't blame her. Like that was that was definitely like, like not a great thing. Despite the fact that I'm in digital marketing, that I am on my phone a lot, there's a lot I need to do also for social media related for work. It can't be eight hours, right? So I I thought about it a little bit a few days later, and I was like, there's no way I'm on my phone set like seven to eight hours a day. Like it's literally impossible. Then I realized that there was incorrect data being reported uh the first is it includes apple carplay apps now for anyone that doesn't know that's unfair dude that's it's extremely unfair so if you're in so apple carplay you connect your phone to it either wired or through bluetooth and if you're using Waze while you're driving which i do like every time i drive essentially oh my god or spotify just listening to music, your whole that commute shows, is being logged. That shows up by default on the Screen Time app because it's it's on your phone, and especially if you have a wired in uh, version of CarPlay and not the Bluetooth, and your screen stays on, it shows up there. So that easily was contributing to it. But then yeah. the other thing is the iPad. So there is a thing that you can check that's like it syncs your screen time across all your different Apple devices, and that was checked off for me. 
So at oh, work, really, I, I want that actually. Mine is not checked yeah. off. I don't know if you want that. It will actually it depends on how you use your iPad, right? So for me, when I'm at work, I have my iPad up. Sometimes I respond to emails on oh, my iPad. Right. I use my mm. reminders app religiously. Uh, so I have that up as I'm working and it's usually plugged in with the USB-C cable. So screen time was fucking loaded from work. I mean, obviously I'm working eight sense. hours a day. Honestly, that's probably low yeah. in comparison. So, I, so what I did is I went back to screen time after I realized all this. I changed the settings. It's like cut in half now. It's the same as hers. I was getting all this shit for it. So you no, know no, what? That, that yeah. makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because you're definitely like, so I'm looking at my iPad right yeah. now and I'm looking at the screen time. And like yeah. right now I'm at like one of the higher times because I was using it a lot at work, which I, I feel like I don't normally do. Like where I was using yeah. it as like a computer because I was like yeah. shadowing someone. But um, that's good to know that you can link those together. I was really wondering yeah. that for a while because I would look at them separately and I felt like it was being underreported at times, you know, where... You know, I was looking at my iPhone, which was showing me less than two hours, but I was like, honestly, I know I'm using my iPad a lot of the times like it's my iPhone. So interesting. But yeah, if you do decide to check that thing on, though, it's going to make it tough because it's going to, you know, if you're on your phone and your iPad at the same time, you're going to get double reporting of data. Like you're obviously looking at one screen. If it's on idle, if you have it open with Spotify and the screen's just on. So a lot of considerations if you want accurate data there, if you care about it, if you care about monitoring your screen time. Uh, but screen time is also used a lot for parents. There's a lot of parental controls. You can limit apps, like app by app, like, you know, only, you know, two hours of TikTok a day, or if it's like Fortnite for like a game for kids, you know, you could be like only one hour a day. So there's a lot of cool features there, like if needed. If you're but a it's kid also- playing Fortnite on the iPad, your life sucks. <laughs> well, dude, tons of kids are playing Fortnite on iPads and other games. That, that mean- draw distance must be uh, 100 meters. I agree. Probably not great. <laughs> They're not having a good time. I don't know. I've seen some of these kids, like especially like at restaurants where like they have to be playing like something on their iPad or something. They're with the family or whatever. And I mean, they you're working it on the iPads, dude. Like they're like these these kids like is nuts what they're doing. Like touch like on there, but but yeah, you can limit that if you're a parent if you don't know through the screen time app and, and really piss off your kids and make them be upset. But you know, your, your screen time app will. Uh will snitch on you as well i was scrolling down my <laughs> my most used apps here and uh safari logged in at 56 minutes and i was like well i'm not doing too much on safari i mean it's probably limited to about one activity or so but then <laughs> right oh doing research I, for the podcast i yeah i thought i thought 56 <laughs> minutes a week to maybe some uh you know so solo activity was was a quite a bit but below that it listed a specific website oh you're right it does do at, that at 53 <laughs> minutes last week <laughs> so and <laughs> i won't say what it is but Nofice is probably a fan of of this he does like pay-per-view um services online as, as, we, as we bring up on most episodes we refer to i think episode one was when uh office revealed such a thing primarily but, uh, for adults only c- correct yes that that's what it's for i just felt quite shameful to scroll down and i was like 
you know, I saw that that website listed specifically with that amount of time. So, <laughs> so come on, listener, you got incognito mode out here. Uh, baby. I was just about to bring that up. Are you not using private windows on Safari? My phone is littered with evidence of. <laughs> <laughs> it's just full of evidence. You might as well just throw the whole phone oh, away wow. at this point. Well, good to know. Uh, good thing you're anonymous, by the way, as well. Otherwise, this would be pretty awkward. You know, I, I, you would probably own it anyway. You don't care. But uh, yeah, just me and my pals know. That's it. <laughs> me and the pals and our growing podcast audience. But speaking of that, actually, our growing podcast audience. So on our last episode, I, I talked about some of the marketing activities going on behind the scenes where we're trying to grow followers. I brought up this idea of getting dog or pet accounts to follow us genius genius idea you know because you know they're they want followers for their pets you know they follow and they're they're nice people you know you like dogs you like cats you got to be a good person right has not worked uh you know i'd say the conversion rate of getting a pet account to follow us is i would give it maybe like four percent Maybe less. I don't know. It's probably more than that. Whatever. But it's not worked out. It's not that bad. But it's not worked. Yeah, in marketing world, it's not that bad. But uh, like real marketing. But I would honestly well. think you'd get a lot more people. So, like, uh, can you give me real numbers? Like, no, I was not expecting okay. to report back on the full numbers. But I, I feel like maybe like I won't four put you or five. On the spot. We've got four or five pet account followers that we didn't have before. So well, I'm you know. disappointed in you, pet pet yeah. owners. Yeah, you know, have novice you, really worked hard on this campaign. Have you ever considered so have you ever considered Instagram honeys instead of pets? Maybe throw like a couple bucks at an Instagram honey, get a get a post in the stories. So you're talking about influencer marketing. Um, well, <laughs> that's a nicer way to put it. Yeah, you know, so Instagram honeys, I don't think organically it would be really too into our podcast. I don't know if it's there our demographic or our target audience. Uh, but They're my target audience. Pet, pet pages are, though. Yeah, your Discover page in office is probably, uh, you know, you can't scroll through that at work. You know, you need that privacy screen or something. I did actually recently get a privacy screen. But, Charlie, you're quite wrong. Um, <laughs> Instagram, not too long ago, had updated their algorithm where they started ranking things that you save in your collections to rank higher uh, and things that you see in your feed as well as the discover area, yeah. uh, which to my dismay, I was really just adding a lot of workout videos to my <laughs> my collections. Oh. And now basically if I go to the discover feed, it's really just a lot of dudes like flexing and teaching you how to do workouts, <laughs> just like shirtless dudes and dogs. Are any of them as sweaty as Charles? Um, they're not even close to being as sweaty as Charles and, and not even me like doing some, like not even as sweaty as me just sitting here normally, like right now, like probably, but that's my own issue. Honestly, it's probably more uncomfortable that it's just like dudes flexing, uh, <laughs> in my discover feet than the other way around. I guess that's good. I mean, I, or maybe, you're, maybe what you're doing is you're using the podcast as a way to alert people why that's on there in case they hear this and then they see this on on your phone uh, um I, no it's really more so i'm very glad i got a privacy screen for just yeah. being on the discovery section 
Makes sense. Yeah, the discovery section, I, I think, can tell a lot about a person. Mine's very... I got, like, random NBA stuff. I get those, oh, you could really dance, like, videos because of <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. Oh, uh, you can. And then um, I don't get much else there. Food shit, random cats, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so... Shit. Only do, pans. Do, only you only know, pans. You know. Yeah, only pans is a real or TikToker creator that uh, Novice and I are both fans of. But yeah, do you not, guys have any other uh, marketing ideas for for Instagram? I mean, what, yeah. what's, your, what's your next plan of attack here? Great question, anonymous listener. So we also brought up on our last episode the close friends list, and the close friends list we. So we, we talked about like how it works and essentially some of the use cases of it. Obviously, you put close friends on there. Maybe you want to share something only with them and you don't want everyone that's following you to see it. That's the biggest use case, of course. But we realized that the close friends list will actually push your stories up near the front of someone's like story feed if they're included as a close friend. So if you're listening to this podcast today and in our podcast Instagram page and you're following it and you're not on our close friends list, you will know by now that you're not on our close friends list because we have sent out a story by the time of this recording. So if you know, you know, that's right. If you know, you know, you're on the close friends list. You're a close friend of the pod. If you're not, you know, well, the reason why is you haven't engaged with us much. Maybe you got to throw us some likes, maybe some comments, you know, Give us some words of affirmation, some likes of affirmation. You, you know? know, we love that. And then you'll know, be on the close Maybe some acts of service by giving us a podcast review. Tom oh, podcast. Yeah, podcast review on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars, write a little review. It's not that hard. But anyways, yeah. So close friends list. That's the other thing we talked on the last episode. But I have a new idea, which I'm revealing right here, right now. Let's go, baby. The new marketing effort is going to be following people with the same exact name as the podcast. So that's right. So there are in, in, I'll kid you not a lot of people with the name Novice Ahmed out there. Um, I want everyone to know that I had no idea Charlie was doing this, but he sent me a couple of screenshots of just like random Novice Ahmed's, you know, unprompted, like he's mentioned that he does and I just kind of ignored them. You know, we chat all the time and it was something that I just, I, I don't think I even gave a real response to, or maybe I just gave it a thumbs up and moved along. But you sent me another one today and this all makes sense. Yeah, I found an office Ahmed that just got a fresh haircut. And with the podcast page, I followed him and I said, I think I said fresh cut, dude. I don't know if Nafis Ahmed responded yet. I hope he does. I mean, I mean no one else complimented his haircut um i might have been stretching the truth a little bit too i mean it was whatever is he more handsome than our office oh not even close dude as buff uh i couldn't tell but i'd I'd have to say no i'd have to say no tell him to lift his shirt up let's see those abs well the other office we we know our office is ripped yeah so now he's gonna show us his abs right now office does have like a 12 pack it's kind of annoying like he he doesn't even try with the diet it's stupid but anyways yeah the other office ahmed he's one of the first people of trying this marketing tactic on uh we're gonna try with the charlie shoals the gary mans out there uh we're gonna see what we get uh hopefully some traction I'll, i'll give an update on the next pod about how those marketing efforts are going uh, uh I, I have a strong feeling the conversion is going to be low on this one. 
lower than the pet accounts? Yes, yes. We'll see about that. So more to come there. But, you know, I, I think we got some trending tech topics. Well, I, I guess before we get into like brand new trending, or I guess this is trending. Uh, so at the time of recording this podcast, we're recording a day uh, earlier than usual. But tomorrow, Jeff Bezos himself is going to blast off into space in the Blue Origin rocket. He's going to have his crew with him. I know Anonymous Listener Number 1 and Nafis, we both had thoughts on Episode 5 regarding you know going to space. Nafis would happily trade his life today with Jeff Bezos' life today. And go to still space, stand by it like which, which is ridiculous you all those years of your life all the friends you've made your family this podcast you'll throw it all away to go to space whatever but jeff bezos is dude it's not hard to make friends fuck all y'all i'm out here for the money all right baby. well you know you whatever jeff's going off to space tomorrow at the time of this podcast he will have been to space hopefully successfully uh one thing i thought was interesting about this is there was someone that bid $28 million to go on this flight with Jeff Bezos to space, right? That was the price. It was like an auction. I don't know where the money went to. I don't even know if it was like a you know, nonprofit auction, if it was just like a for-profit Amazon. I, I have no idea. But I know someone won this auction. You know what? They couldn't make it. They couldn't make it. They're not going on there. So they replaced him or her, I don't know who it was, with a Dutch teenager named Oliver Damon. He's 18 years old. Wow, you knew his whole name. I just knew that there was like an 18-year-old going on the space-like shuttle. Yes, uh, I do research that doesn't take me four hours, and part of it was his name. Uh, But yes, Oliver David is the 18-year-old. And then, not only does he have the youngest person to reach space, the oldest, Mr. Wally Funk, 82 82 years years old. old. He will be going to space as well uh, with Mr. Bezos. Does anyone know if the uh, person who won the auction is named Gary Mann and he just became too busy to uh, to make it on this, this space travel? I don't want to reveal things about our co-host, but I have a very strong suspicion that the person was Gary Mann. And, you know, they had they had a barbecue in North Carolina, wife's birthday. You had to call it off, you know, 28 million, you know, you, you, you know, happy wife, happy life. You know what they say? Eat some yummy meats or go to space. Which one? Which one? <laughs> but my 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 I, my thinking with the eighteen year old and the eighty two year old, like, are they are they going with who's the best at their job here, or are they just trying to make headlines by saying, "Oh, we have the youngest person to make it the space. We have the oldest person to make it the space." Like, the, the reason that this is a big story is the mortality of it. Something could happen, and. I don't know if I understood that question right, but that 18-year-old is whatever job he has, I'm sure he's like not I'm just wondering it. if they have the best what? people at their positions to do this safely or they're just trying to go for headlines. Oh, do you mean like the crew itself? I see, I see. I thought you meant like this 18-year-old has a job on this shuttle. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's just a guest, man. He has a no year job. Ago, he was a bag right boy now. at Publix and now he's taking Bezos to space. Yeah, the Publix yeah. by my house, I saw him. Yeah, I was like, but no, I would say... First off, regarding uh, Mr. Oliver Damon, uh, 18-year-old, I would—I don't know about him. I don't want to speak out of my ass, but I'm going to do it anyway. To be eligible to go to space, dude, like you have to be somewhat smart. You have to have some qualifications. Like, there's no way you could, like he 
you know what? I'll find out this. We'll report on in a later episode, Mr. Oliver Damon. Maybe we won't. I don't know if it's that interesting. But I think he probably is like one of these like genius kids that's like accelerated in school. You know, whatever. He's a Dutch teenager. He's probably more like of a, of a Dutch mastermind, a young Einstein. Who knows? That that that's what I envision <laughs> when I hear Oliver Damon. Uh, however, when I hear about Wally Funk. I think of like a ska band member, you know, like someone that's, you know, he's, he's maybe playing the trumpet, kind of going around dancing. But I think to answer anonymous listener, that there's a bigger crew at hand here. These two are definitely to make headlines, but like, it's not like it's just those three, like those two and Bezos are like, you know, flying up there and, you know, hoping for the best. It, there's gotta be like a full ass crew there. Who, who does this teenager think he is? You know, he might be able to go to space, be talented, but you know what he can't do? What can't he can't you have a Miller High Life champagne of beers. That's what he can't do. That's what I can do. And who's Papa are they sending up to space? Who's what? Papa. Papa. I think he's uh, referring to a, he's a grandparent. Years old. My my grandpa's eighty five, and he can he he doesn't have feeling in his hands. Who? Why are they doing this? I don't get it. Yeah, I feel like the G forces are gonna. All right, guys. Him. <laughs> we we've. Uh, I think we filibustered it up on this topic for me to do some research. Let me just tell you, Oliver Damon, this 18-year-old from the Netherlands, and I'm getting this from businessinsider.com just to give them credit. He is Blue Origin's first paying customer, so he would have been going to space regardless. He's just replacing the anonymous auction winner, which might be Gary Mann. And he, Mr. Damon, his qualifications, there's three qualifications here, huge qualifications. First one, he has a pilot's license. So you know what? He can fly something. In the space, I don't know. The second qualification they list here, this is a big one. Mr. Damon is fascinated by space. He's fascinated. <laughs> That's so unique. I'm so mad. It, it is. It is. You know, a lot of people are fascinated by space. The Like, you know, going, like, what happens after Earth? Why is Bezos going up there? Is the world going to end? My wallpapers are normally the space wallpapers. Astronomy, astrology, whatever. I don't know. Everyone loves space, right? But this dude's fascinated by it. And then the last qualification he has, which I also think is extremely unique and important, he's going to go to college this fall and he plans to study physics. How about that? Whoa. That's beautiful, but he can't even rent a car yet. I mean, come on. Get get a big 35-year-old man on this flight. Get out of here. I'm over it. So you're not a fan of Mr. Damon? No, he can't have a Michelob Ultra. He, he can't uh, rent a or car. Miller, he like, rent or rent a car. Yeah, he's, yeah, there's a lot he can't do. But he can be a pilot. He can go to space. Kind of weird. But you know what? He's also Dutch. So to be fair, he probably can do those things. In the U.S., he wouldn't be able to do those things. I can't wait till someone fact checks you so hard. Dude, in Europe, everyone, you can drink when you're like 12. No, you can drink. I think it's like 16 or like, I don't know. But it's definitely 18 or younger for sure. Yeah, they, whatever. Mr. Damon, we wish you the best. Anonymous listener doesn't. Best I, of I, luck, safe travels. Yeah. Okay, and I guess by the time this podcast comes out, we'll know how it went. So, you know, or I guess we don't know right now, but you'll all know. Yeah, so whatever. whatever. Oh, my God. We'll, yeah. we right. At the time of, At posting, the time of posting, yeah, posting, everyone already knows on Thursday. And whatever, but whatever. I just but, want to be on the record saying I wish for safe travels and um, everything going smooth because it was kind of negative. It was kind of negative yeah. there. Yeah, you allegedly wish for safe travels 
Very good. No, it's on the record, not allegedly. On the yeah, record. Allegedly. Yeah. But you know what won't be live at the time of posting this podcast, which is also starting this week, which oh. I also forgot about, is Tokyo 2021 Olympics. Delayed a year. You know, we had that little thing called COVID that's still going on, by the way. But yeah, so that is starting Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, you got the opening ceremony going on. Uh, and apparently it's going to be a little different. Fans are banned from the stadium. A lot of the athletes won't even be there at that point. So it's not, I can't imagine it being as joyous or as lively as years past, of course, with everything going on. I know some athletes and staff members have already tested positive for coronavirus. Oh, yeah. About to start a few days after that. So, yeah, that's going to be problematic. God, that's so bad. Yeah. What are they so, doing for the ceremony if there's empty stones? They usually, they usually come out and wave the people in the crowd and, and take a walk around. Like, who are they there for? Just the cameras? Like, what are, what are the they going to do? Just the cameras, baby. Just the cameras, the ceremony, the traditions. You know, it's, I don't know. So, I, I We're all going to wake up at seven and watch that. I mean, I mean, come on. I don't know. There's like, well, did, did you see in the, um, in the Olympic Village? I saw this on, on Twitter that they have, um, they gave them cardboard beds. So they won't, know. so they won't make love to each other. And I guess maybe what? they're doing it for COVID reasons. They don't want maybe to spread. Yeah. Um, they don't want intermingling cardboard beds. So only one person's weight, it can hold up. So anonymous listener, number one, I've done a deep dive on this journalistic information here. Uh, from what I've seen one, uh, I think there's like this, uh, there's like a gym gymnast that one was like trying to prove it wrong by jumping on the bed. Um, he didn't seem like the biggest dude, but he was jumping up and down to show you that it, like the bed doesn't collapse. But I also think that these beds were made by like recyclable, like, uh, com- like components and materials. I think it's a company called Airweave, and they've had a contract. So I think it's really more so to kind of promote that. I think it's just a meme. Well, someone on Twitter made a good point with the uh, picture they provided that, you know, there was a there was a little cabinet closet in the background made of wood and there was a little nightstand made of wood next to it. And they're like, I see five different places that you could have sex in this picture that isn't a bed. <laughs> so I just, I just like imagining like a long distance runner being thrown on the nightstand by, you know. It's not like the floor is the floor is not made of lava or anything, you know. So it's like there's lots of things that can happen there, and I'm sure they will. And for anyone that's not aware of this, it is widely known athletic sex ever happening. uh, That's not where I was going, but yeah, very very good conclusion you got there. The best athletes in the world, of course, that's exactly what's going to be happening. Uh, But it's very widely known, especially with the age of dating apps, that. They all use Tinder or whatever it may be when they get there, and you know they just have a field day on their off time in the Olympic Village. So, uh, what, what athlete out of all the events would you most want to make love to? What <laughs> I'm, I already know my answer <laughs> of what event I, I don't want to take an athlete from. Well, for me, for me, <laughs> I I don't I don't keep up with like Olympic sports at all. I don't even have anyone in mind like i couldn't tell you a single name like i like i mean I, I, okay let me, let me let me bounce mine let me bounce mine off you and it'll give you time to think let's about go it. let's I'm, go i'm thinking i'm thinking two things 
if I'm a woman, I want the guys that dive off the diving board. Oh, you're just you saying know? in general, like yeah, uh, like like oh. who would be the most fun? Like someone, like imagine someone <laughs> oh, diving off, diving <laughs> off the furniture in into you, into your person. Or that sounds terrifying, also, dude. I'm gonna get injured. <laughs> my ribs will be cracked. Like I, I, I don't my, know. <laughs> my second option is obviously like a marathon runner. You know, someone obviously. that can really go the distance, has stamina. Oh, okay. You know, has the leg power. To really get into it. Just like you? That's right. I'm all legs, baby. <laughs> Very good. Um, I I really don't know what to answer here, anonymous listener. I was You know, I'm looking for a uh, nice strong girl who either is in um gymnastics or uh maybe a shot put thrower who is uh, strong Ooh. enough to uh, carry me from the couch when I fall asleep uh to bed. And tuck me in. To be fair, I, even without the Olympics in mind, Nafis has been saying for years that all he wants is to find a respectable young lady to become his partner. And the only thing he needs is for her to be able to do just that. Pick him up from the couch and take him to bed when he's a little too tired. You know, a little sleepy. They're watching that's my love Netflix and he's like, oh, I fell asleep. Oh, I'm too tired. And she just picks him up and takes him. That That's like his dream. That that's a, If you think you can do that and you're interested in Nafis Ahmed, you know, hit up the podcast. Can I interest you in an equestrian rider? Is that smart <laughs> interest? Um, sorry, I couldn't hold that one in. So, Thomas, <laughs> can you explain your laughter here, perhaps? Um, so when I hear equestrian, I immediately <laughs> uh, think of uh, an animal, uh, horses. Uh, and wow. then yes, uh, grand discovery here. And then nice. immediately after that, I think of a stereotype of uh, a horse girls. Um, if you know, <laughs> you know. Well, all I right. Like like You've really explained that one. Well. We're getting canceled. All right. So I think what what Nafis is referring to is uh, in the area we live in, South Florida. We don't live too far from an area that has a lot of ranches, a little bit more countryish. You know, we're in South Florida. We're in like the Tri County area. It's very urban. A lot of different cultures. Talking about Wellington, that is an area where um, horse girls reside. I love, I love, I love a nice, uh, a nice Wellington gal. But you know what? They they're all from Europe. Okay, well, we're not talking about Wellington specifically. That's another good example. But down here, we got Davy, we got Southwest Ranches, and these are close to Fort Lauderdale. But there are, you know, quite a few gals and guys that you know, ranch life, country life. They, um, you know, they have horses. And what Nafis has found, and I've seen this too, but Nafis, I, I think, has been on this a more lately. Uh, wow, you're really just trying to scapegoat me here. I'll take it. I, I mean, am I wrong? No, I'm just saying um, horse girls are analogous to car guys. Yeah, you're right, dude. They, they absolutely are like that. That's probably, you know what? I think that's just what it is. Like, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I, I don't and know. Actually. We apologize if you are a horse girl. Uh, Not if you're a car, car guy. guy. I we don't still appreciate you for who you are. Actually, yeah, the car guys, fuck you guys. Well, that, that's a little aggressive. I mean, some guys that like cars are pretty cool, but like. I mean, you know, some horse girls are cool. You know what? Maybe I walk this all back. Never mind. I don't walk any of this back. No regrets. 
we'll ride on into the next topic. <laughs> do do you think that anyone has ever bought a horse on credit and paid it off via installments? Wow. Um what a is, segue. That is a great segue. But to answer your question before segueing off is really, really great, great work. Uh, I would say uh I think so. I think there definitely are credit lines for horses. Uh, they are very pricey. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> there, there has to be, right? Like with anything. And yeah, I think know, horses are pretty damn expensive. Yeah, and but you're right. The, the buying now and the paying later is actually a feature that is being utilized by Apple now. Segway that uh i think Nafis has some more information on so you know great segue from horse gals to buy now pay later that's here at Nafis. so from what the internet suggests allegedly uh <laughs> apple will be coming out with um some additional features to apple pay so one if you're not using apple pay um, apple pay is a service where you can add credit cards to your wallet and you can use your iPhone, it could be an, um, you know, your iPad or like an Apple Watch and either hold it up to like an e-reader uh, or like a, a, like a scanner at like, let's say you're going to a gas station to pay gas. You know, you can bring up your device close to that and pay for the service. Um, or you could be, you know, browsing the Internet. And if they accept Apple Pay, they can essentially use the credit cards that you've already pre programmed into your Apple wallet to pay for it without having to do anything. Um, overall, the, the idea here is for convenience. So um, what Apple's putting out here in terms of uh, a new uh, essentially feature offering is um, it falls in line with what a firm provides. So if you haven't heard of this before, it's essentially you're able to buy most likely like a bigger ticket item and pay it off in installments. Um, so what is alleged here is there's a couple of different service offerings. Um, one is you can pay for something um, in bi-weekly payments for... Yeah, for like, I think it was four bi-weekly payments, right? So essentially that would be what? That would be two yeah. months? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Or you can maybe pay something off over a longer term uh, for like a for an interest rate. So for the yeah. first option, there is no interest rate. For the second one, there would be an interest rate. Um, so overall, I think I think this is a great way to get more people to actually use Apple Pay. I think it's a smart move. Um, me personally, I've been using Apple Pay a lot, but that's just because I'm a tech enthusiast. And now that we you know try to touch things less and maybe be a little bit more cleanly since COVID. Um, I just feel cool, like, you know, double tapping my watch and bringing it up to some sort of like scanner to, you know, pay for whatever thing I'm using. Um, but have either of you guys used a service like this in the past, um, like a firm or anything else that's out there? Uh, before I answer that, I want to call out that very recently uh, I was at a drive through for a Taco Bell slash KFC um, with Novice. Oh no! And he, we're, we're there. We're ordering some food, and he decides to ask the the worker there if they accept. Uh, what is it? Not NFT. NFC. NFC. N um, yeah, a NFC payments. In NFC. Not that, <laughs> in not NFC that this is, makes it any better. 
but this was not Taco Bell or KFC. This was Chick-fil-A. Oh, damn, you're right. That was Chick-fil-A. Yeah, because I ordered on the app and then you did not and I had to make a separate order and then we had to wait 30 minutes for Chick-fil-A, which, which grinds my gears, by the way. Like, Chick-fil-A is fine. It's okay. Like, I, but, you know, like it, it's good for what it is, but I, I think it's overrated and I hate not having like a pickup order ready to go there and just picking up the food, which is the best way to do Chick-fil-A because those lines are insane. Even if they have three, four lines of people with the iPads coming out, it's nuts. You don't, you shouldn't be waiting 30 minutes for Chick-fil-A, but Charlie yes, you're mad. right. I was, I was very mad at an office and I gave him the choice. So yeah. The, yeah. Well, the girl, you're, you're right. I, I did. I did allow, like I, I should have just like knew, I knew I was going to be his fault. It's my fault. I didn't meditate that morning. But anyways, we're at Chick-fil-A. And so she's like, oh, yeah, like it's going to be whatever the price is, like $10. You're like, oh, like, do you take NFC payments? I, I was like, embarrassed by that. And yeah, she's like, what? And, and then I quickly stepped in. You should have like, seen Charlie's eye roll. I, I yeah. was just like, come on, dude. Like, No, she no was quick on the draw. That. She was like, "Um, do you mean Apple Pay? And I was like, yeah. yes, thank you for understanding. Um. I'm Quick on the draw is one way to put it. She definitely gave you a very weird look and pause for a while. But but she anyways, you're, you're you are embellishing. Well, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what you want the people to think. But I know what I saw. I know what I heard. I was in between both of you guys, literally, and you know that's what happened. But yeah, I will say that on Apple's part, I think the idea here is maybe just to get more people to use it, and yeah. and it's strange. So um. I've used a firm once in the past, which is a very like that provides a similar offering here. Um, one, I didn't need to use it. There was like no reason for me to use a layaway program. But, you know, and, and honestly, usually if you know me, the way I usually buy things is I make sure that I don't know, I either have some sort of side hustle or I make money to like justify a purchase for something larger. Um, and, you know, in this case, it was like uh, my mattress that I purchased. I bought a Casper mattress and I used a firm to finance it just because I wanted to see how it worked. Um, so I financed it over 12 months. They gave me, you know, you know, zero percent interest. And I was just like, I guess, why not? Um, like, there's no reason for me to not do it. So I just gave it a shot. And what I did like about it in like kind of what was, you know, good about a firm is that, you know, they would text you and they would remind you all the time about, when you have a payment coming up, very different from like your standard, like sort of credit card thing. It's like, you might get like an email, like, Hey, you've got something coming up or if you have auto pay set up, but um, a firm is blowing you up about making sure that you're on time with your payments. And that like, you know, that you use their service not to get ripped off and, you know, money taken away from you. So I I feel like Apple would do a good job in that essence. Um, Again, I think like really why they're, you know, putting this out there um, is just to acquire more people to use Apple pay. And I think they just make more money from people using Apple Pay and like being the distribution network and provider. I uh, we we've used Klarna before for um, like just like intermediate purchases, maybe like here, there, you pay it off, and you know, I think it's like four payments without interest, and uh, you kind of knock it out that way. But didn't Apple have a kind of bad rap with their with their credit cards at first didn't they have super high interest rates on those yeah i think so i I think what apple did i I don't know if it was the interest rates but i remember that they made it a lot more like it was easy to get the apple card like in terms of the process it was a very low credit limit but i think some of the interest rates initially were higher i I don't know for sure so i don't want to speak with too much confidence on that 
But yeah, they got a lot of, I, I remember there were a lot of negative things there, especially with the rewards too. Like at first they made it sound like there'd be more cash back rewards than there actually were. Like I think there was a little bit of a bait and switch, but I can't recall exactly how much that was. But that's through, it was actually the first credit card ever financed by Goldman Sachs. And Goldman Sachs is actually the people that are behind this uh, this program yeah. as well, the buy now, pay later thing. So they're definitely, while they're not requiring the Apple card to use this, like the office said, it's going to be any card that can do Apple Pay. It, it's, it's definitely all with the same thing. There's all the same stuff in mind. There'll probably be benefits if you do the Apple card at some point. So they're growing their infrastructure there. They're, they're definitely trying to foster that relationship. Speaking of growing your infrastructure, Twitter seems to be dropping their uh, fleets, which is a competitor to, you know, say the Instagram story or yeah. a Snapchat story where it's something that's up for 24 hours. It disappears forever. Yeah. Unless someone, you know, decides to screen cap it or, you know, record it or whatever. But 24 hours, it's up. But Apparently, it's been a failure uh, for them to uh, give up so easily. I think it's going away like August 3rd. But it was kind of a, a, a failing attempt at another social media platform swiping ideas from competitors. And uh, I, I, I follow, you know, 250 people um, on Twitter myself. And there would be two or three fleets, you know, at a time up there. So it never really got going on Twitter. Yeah, and so I would say, Anon, number one, you are definitely the biggest Twitter user from my friend group that I know. I felt like as soon as fleets were introduced, people were like, what the hell? Why are you guys doing this too? Like when Instagram did it, it certainly was, you know, received well. I think a lot of people that like that element of Snapchat started doing it on Instagram instead. So that certainly siphoned a lot of that market share, if you will. But yeah, I one thing I did think was funny was the way Twitter announced it, they said when it was going to leave. And then they kind of said, like, sorry to let you know that, like, fleets will be leaving on this date. Or maybe, you know, you're welcome. Because a lot of people did not like fleets on Twitter. They felt like it wasn't the right platform for it. It was annoying. So I I like the way that their marketing team handled it. Like, they were kind of playing on that meme that, like, fleets suck and everyone hates fleets. And, like, they gave up it after, I think it was, like, eight months or so. So they barely gave it a chance. Yeah, I, I've been on Twitter since the end of 2008. You had you had to be on the computer to tweet. Yeah, that's how long. And uh, I wasn't much into the idea of the fleets either. Twitter is text based. You get some photos to laugh at, some memes, some videos. Yeah. Besides that, you know, even like the voice notes that you can do there now, yeah. no one posts those. And yeah. The spaces seem to be moderately popular where you can join yeah. like a group chat and talk. At a clubhouse, yeah. It's Twitter just needs to stick with the hits. You know, it's it's your text space. Get over oh. yourself. Agreed. I'm also uh, a little ashamed to admit that going back to screen time, my total time last week on Twitter was 15 hours and 51 minutes. What? That that is that's a long time, and that's yeah, not attributed to car player and iPad, is it? No, it's it's mostly like live tweeting, you know, basketball, you know, a lot of a lot of just scrolling when I'm yeah. bored. That's my main thing to do when I'm so bored. So are you lurking or are you a big poster on Twitter? Oh, as he well? posts, baby. He's posting I, all I, the time. I do it in flurries. Like I'll lurk for like multiple days at a time and then I'll just like get on and post, you know, like twenty five tweets in a couple hours. Yeah. Especially during basketball games. He he rages. He does. I, I, there's no other way to put it. 
I mean, Chris Paul, get it together, guy. You know, quit. If you're hurt, quit yeah, dribbling Mr. the ball. Paul, come on. Yeah, man. we love. Office loves sports. I love sports. Yeah. What, what's, who's in the finals in Office? Yeah, who's in the NBA finals right now? Uh, you know, you know those teams the, that the worked really hard. Yeah, uh, to get there. Give us two team Beautiful. names. Let's hear it. Oh, um. What if I give you the cities? Can you give me the teams? I, I could try. Phoenix. <laughs> uh, Cowboys. Wow. Milwaukee. Uh, that's the best I got. You don't well, know Milwaukee well, either? No, give us a try for Milwaukee. Um, that's a city. Yeah, there's no, I have no clue. <laughs> like like just, not an idea. Just pick pick one. Pick what would you what would you name a basketball team in Milwaukee? <laughs> I don't know. Where where is Milwaukee? Like what state is that? You tell us. This is really grilling you here. You tell us. Where's Milwaukee? Don't look it up. Dude, I'm sweating as hard as Charlie right. sweats in fucking right. hot yoga right now. We've exposed impossible. This is too much. This is too much. We're it's leaving them out to dry. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, I would have yeah. not even, never guessed that, dude. I don't know why I thought. I don't know why I thought this. I thought you were gonna say the Phoenix Pierogies. I have no reason to think that's why you were gonna say it, but that—that's what I thought. And then you said the Cowboys, the Phoenix Cowboys. So what is what is the team in Phoenix? The Suns. We told you, didn't we? Uh, I didn't. I think we did it. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe we didn't tell you. Phoenix uh, Suns. We got them. We got them. Very good. Very good. Oh man, I love. I can't wait to be in some sports small talk. Well, how about some small talk about ways to save money online? Do you feel a little bit more comfortable there? Oh yeah, you know, I love saving money. Hell yeah! Well, you know what? Let's get right into our main topic, uh, which is uh, specifically two apps or services rather that make it very easy to save money or get money back while you're shopping online or on your phone, whatever it may be. And the first one we're going to talk about is called Rakuten. Uh, In Rakuten, it used to be called Ebates. Rakuten, which is kind of an e-commerce company in itself, bought them and now it's just called Rakuten, Uh, like that part of it that used to be Ebates. And essentially what they do is you, you sign up for a free account on Rakuten and you then have the ability to click on like, so you kind of say, okay, I'm about to buy something from Nike. I'm about to buy something from Amazon. I'm about to buy something from Petco, whatever it may be. There's a ton of different retailers, a very robust, large list, by the way, very popular ones, not obscure retailers. And before you start shopping on the website or before you check out, you click that you are shopping there. And then Rockyton uses this affiliate link or this kind of tracking code link redirects you back to the website after you click it and then you continue your shopping trip or you check out now what this does is one this is a form of affiliate marketing which essentially rakuten is saying hey we're going to drive people to nike and by driving people to nike.com and making a purchase we're promising the people that use rakuten that they'll get three percent back on all purchases on nike.com now, that you don't have to do anything as a Rakuten user to claim that other than click this link and go on there. And the reason why they do this is through affiliate marketing is then Nike then gives them a little bit money back for pushing that user to Nike.com. And then Rakuten is then giving you that 3% back on your purchase to you. So that's the whole circle of the ecosystem. But really boiling down on what that all means 
is you get Rakuten, you get a free account. You, there's a Chrome extension you can install. It's very easy. It'll tell you when you're on a website if there's any cashback offers uh, for the website that you're on, or you can look up like various websites on Rakuten. Like if you're about to travel, you can see if Expedia is on there or different ones or whatever it may be. And once you do that, you get free cash back. So it's a no-brainer to do. I, I know I tried to get Office into this through a referral. Like that didn't go so well. But uh, I would it say it was a disaster. You, yeah, it'll get into that in a moment. But anonymous listener number one, have you heard of this? Have you used something like this before? I haven't used anything like this before. Just been, you know, hit with the advertisements for these sorts of companies. But I don't really have any real experience with them, and this is all new to me. All right. Well, then I, I highly recommend that you do this. Uh, so I did say it's free to sign up for Rocky Ten and start leveraging this. But definitely don't just go on rockyton.com and sign up. You want to get a referral link and do that. And I'm not just plugging like my own referral link or trying to do that here, although I will, just so everyone has a link. But even if it's not through us or through like a link we provide, it you want to get it from someone. Because I think each person, once you have a qualifying shopping trip, like on whatever the website is, gets I think 20 or $30, like deposit into their account into your balance that'll be paid out to you. So there's no reason not to use a referral link. I made this very clear to an office about two years ago when I like, it was one of the first things I think like we like talked about actually after BDD, I was like, you were saying you're about to make a purchase. Like, Oh, do you use Rocky 10 and, or whatever it was Ebates back then? And you're we like, no, like, Oh, here's a referral link. You sign up. We both get 30 bucks. You don't even have to do anything. And blah, blah, blah. And he messed up the referral. Like he was like, he so, wanted a cognito mode or like, you I don't know email. exactly what happened, but what I did find out though, in hindsight is like the main Gmail account that I use, I did make like a Rockyton account when it was still Ebates. Yeah. So that account, if I look online right now, it says I was a member since like December 28th, 2016. Um, but I think we did still try a second time with one of my secondary emails that I use for like, you know, trying to sign up for as many trials yeah. as I want to. Or like if I go to like, I don't know, Calvin Klein and buy a shirt and they ask me for my email, I'll put that one in. I don't know I really just, what happened there. It didn't work. And just to clarify that email, is that the one that's Karen and Bill with a bunch of random numbers at gmail.com? No, but I, oh my God, I still have that one, don't I? I wonder if I remember the past. (laughs) Karen and Bill refers to no one real. But yeah, so it was a failed attempt. I didn't get my referral bonus from Nafis. (laughs) Nafis also didn't get it. So we both lost out on 20 to 30 bucks separately. Fine, whatever. But yeah. You couldn't tell that Charlie holds a grudge. Uh, He holds grudges. In general, I don't. But here I do because you're supposed to be tech savvy, you know, IT leader, dude. You can't even get a referral and go. But anyways... Yeah, yeah, I would. I think that further proves my point. You, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll, I'll be nicer about it. But yeah, you know what, novice? I'm sorry it didn't work out with the referral link. You know, hopefully next time, you know, it'll be better. But for all the listeners out there, if you don't have Rockyton yet, anonymous listener number one, if you don't have it yet, uh, we'll post a, a referral link so you can go ahead and sign up. You will get a bonus of like, I think it's twenty or thirty bucks. We can't, uh, we can't post it on Instagram because you know you can't share links on there. But we will have it in our show notes for the podcast episode. So the link in our bio on Instagram, you can find the link there. We'll post it on Twitter and Facebook as well. You can find us on both of those platforms, although we mostly use Instagram. But if that sounds like too much work to you, don't even worry about it. If you have a friend that has Rocky 10, 
uh, just just get get a referral link, find one because there's no reason not to get the 20 or 30 bucks. But going back to how you actually use it and everything, right? So when you're online shopping and you have the Chrome extension, which I highly recommend you install the Chrome extension, it, it's just much easier to use it. It'll tell you when you're shopping somewhere if something's eligible for it. Also in Google search results, maybe you're, you type in running shoes and you see Adidas, you see Nike, you see a bunch of different like Foot Locker Rockyton will automatically show in the Google search results if there's a percentage cash back at the moment before you click into a search result. So that's also pretty useful as well. Or you could just go onto the Rockyton extension and search for shoes, search for clothing, search for TVs. Just see if there's a retailer you're about to make a purchase from if you're eligible for it. So the other way that you can get cash back through Rockyton is by linking your credit cards. So let's say you're a little bit more, especially now that things have... um you know, opened up with COVID a little bit, uh, you can go ahead and shop inside, you know, stores, right? So maybe you're going back to Best Buy, maybe you're, you're not doing as much online shopping, or maybe you are, who knows, whatever. But you can link your credit cards. So if there's an eligible retailer that's on Rockyton with cash back, the in-store usage of the credit card can then be eligible too. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and I think most credit cards can be linked from what I remember. Now, how do you get paid and how often do you get paid, right? This The payments are quarterly. So every three months, you will get a payment through three different methods you can pick. One is through PayPal. So that's what I use. So every three months, whatever I've collected from any purchases I made that were eligible through Rockyton comes to me. Uh, the second one, I think Amex cards through their cashback program. If you link one of those credit cards, then Amex will give you the cashback uh, moments there. Then the third one, or not moments, the cash back of amounts there that you could just have that directly deposited to your account. Then the last one is what they call the big fat check. Oh, uh, that's they, what I use, baby. Yeah, that's what you're going I for. I love you it want, when they're big and fat. Yeah, a big fat check is is definitely, it, it's an appealing thing. It sounds good, but in theory, I, I don't want a big it's fat so check. Dumb. Like, What if it gets lost in mail, snail mail? I will give credit though. The person that told me about this years ago, his name is Josh. Josh got me into Rockyton. I used his referral link correctly, so we got a nice little bonus there of 20 to 30 bucks each. You know, that you know, uh, but Josh was one of those guys that's like, oh, I go big fat check every time. And I'm like, why? He's like, I just like that feeling, you know, that feeling of getting that check and whatever. And I I can see that there's certain things I'm like that too, but not with this. Just give me the PayPal. I ain't trying to do the check and wait in the mail, then hopefully nothing happens to it or whatever. You know, so, Charlie, I think I agree with you. So I so I have the big fat check set up right now. It was definitely a novelty thing the first couple of times where I'm like, oh, this is funny. Especially one time I got a check that was like for like a dollar and forty six cents, and I'm like, why am I even depositing this right now? This is <laughs> this is ridiculous doing like a mobile deposit. But there is a novelty factor to it, just like knowing. Uh, and what I like about it, like more than anything else, is kind of like if you've got credit card rewards or other things. Like this is one of these things that just kind of comes to you. You don't have to think about it. You know, you you paid for stuff on the internet and you just got cash back, easy. And you know, you don't have to go fight for it. You know, they just send you a check. So there's something that feels good about that. I can see that. Yeah, there, it does feel good about like getting that there. Uh, but I'd say the other thing too is you know you can couple this with credit card cash back as well. Like if you have like one that does online shopping or just general cash back, why not double dip on these purchases? Get it up to like, you know, 6%, whatever it may be. 
You can also, too, like around Black Friday, any, I don't know, popular shopping holidays or promo days, they also have promos, too, or sometimes the cash back. Because in general, it's like anywhere from like 1% to 5%, like on any given day, I would say, like the cash back. But I've seen on some days it goes up to like 10 to 20% in some cases. So there's a lot. It, It really is worth using, especially if you're about to have a big purchase, like a TV, a computer, whatever it may be. Definitely check it out. Highly recommend it. Uh, One thing that's important to know too. So sometimes when it comes to like affiliate links or referral links, to Nafis's credit with this referral link, things can get messed up. Maybe the link didn't register right. The cookie that like attached to your session, you know, gets dismissed. You're on an incognito window, whatever it may be, right? Uh, A lot of things can happen. Rockyton is really good about allowing users to request a ticket if they didn't get a cash back. Uh, session properly stored. Like let's say I went to nike.com. I clicked the button before I started the session. I made a purchase. Then I noticed I never got the cash back that was promised to me. You can open a ticket with them and then they'll go ahead and solve it. You send them the receipt and everything like that. So they're very good about that. Have you had to do that before? I have had to do that before. And it was on a bigger purchase too. I think like when I bought like my desktop, uh, there was like a pretty sizable one. Like I got like, I got like a hundred bucks back on that thing. I mean, it was like a really nice one I, when I bought it. So it, yeah. this really is beneficial. Like there's there's really no reason not to do this. And yeah, that one, like I'm pretty sure it actually did register correctly, but it took a few days, but I opened a ticket anyway, just because I, that was part of the reason I made that purchase that day. And I was like, what yeah. the hell? But, uh, but yeah, definitely do that. One thing I think they might be a little too nice about is their verification methods. So I keep using the Nike example because that was one of the the bigger purchase. It's not a bigger purchase, but like it was just notable to me because I bought a few pairs of like running shoes and running equipment during like the quarantine, right? Like I, I was like, all right, I have I'm not able to go to like the cycle bar, the indoor cycling classes as much, play basketball at LA Fitness. I was like, I need to start running, so I bought some running shoes during the quarantine uh, from Nike.com, right? The first few pairs I bought because I couldn't go try them on, like the malls were still closed and everything did not fit. So I used Rockyton to purchase them. And then I returned the shoes. They never took the cash back that I earned from buying those shoes, which was a decent amount out of my account. I didn't say anything like, you know, whatever. If they did, that would have been fair. So and they I'm have not... a full quarter to do it. So it makes sense why they do it like yeah, quarterly. Exactly. So I don't, I'm not saying go out there and order things and return it and get cash back. I'm, I'm not urging anyone to do that. You know, it's probably against their policies. Uh, but I didn't do this purposely. I had no ill intent. I originally, I eventually got the shoes in the right size. But you know, maybe there's, maybe there's something there. You know, if you know another value add to the service. You know, just that, yeah. that makes me think. Remember, I brought up the uh, those apps where you take a picture of, like, say, you buy, I guess, something physically. Yeah, and they want to collect the data on the receipt. So you take a picture of the receipt, yeah. and then I don't know. I don't know what they do with that info. I don't know if they farm it to competitors, or they want to know what people are buying, or you know, I I wonder if it's the same thing where people buy stuff, send in the receipts, and then return the items on those as well. But those are interesting apps as well. Yeah, so what Nonsolicitor is referring to is there's a version of this. I forget what the app name is, but you can take a picture of an in-store receipt. They store it in the app, and then they'll give you cash back essentially, right? So it, it's just like a, a non-digital version of this. So they do it too. 
same thing can happen with returns. I'm sure people probably abuse it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I would say highly recommend Rockyton. We'll have links on some of the social media platforms or in the show notes, which you can get to from the link in our bio for how you can you know, start using this. There's no reason not to use it. There really isn't. It is just, if you're doing any type of shopping online, it, it's it's just free money going to waste. But oh, one thing though, anonymous listener that you said I didn't answer is, what are they doing with the data uh, and things of that nature? And so this is really an awesome business for Rockyton because they're getting kickbacks from all the retailers for, so with affiliate marketing, everyone they push over there, they're getting a percentage back, Rockyton is, of the overall purchase. And that percentage is likely higher than what the cash back is that that we're getting as users, right? So they're profitable no matter what. But like what you alluded to is they're also collecting data. Like this person buys Nike shoes. They also buy computers. They seem to like traveling. So they're collecting this persona that they can then use for advertising purposes. So it, it's an excellent business model from them. Uh, it's one of the few business models that doesn't ask for too much from the user. Like there's not that much of a catch other than if you really just don't want anyone to know your your purchasing history and then get targeted ads after it, like at all. Like if, if that is of concern to you, well, you know, that, that does suck. You know, there's a lot of things you can't do that online without getting tracked like that. But I think Rockyton is such a good value. It just like, you, you should really overlook it if you're comfortable. Like just, just, just do it. It sounds like now that I have Google Chrome, I should download this app that that <laughs> yeah so before anonymous listener got on he was still using only firefox we were having issues with our podcast platform with him and it was because he wasn't using chrome and you know it's but that's okay that's all right all my all my computer knowledge is from like 2008 so and this podcast so yeah 2008 of this podcast so between that you're not doing too well because our podcast you might learn something but not that much well, at least, thankfully, you're on Google Chrome. Um, I think Mozilla probably has the extensions as well, but uh, you definitely want to be using Google Chrome moving forward and the Chrome extensions. Um, so, uh, you know, one, Charlie, thank you for uh, going through Rockyton. Um, you know, I said, you know, I said some heartful things to you about holding a grudge here, which I do believe is true. But um, I will say I really do appreciate you um, bringing Rockyton back up to me. I'm I'm using it like a lot more often um, these days, and I'm always surprised when I use it too. So um, Charlie mentioned a couple of ways, especially with Rockyton, how you can use it, where you know you can click into the extension when it's sort of in your like you know your your task bar for Google Chrome and search for things. But honestly, when I'm using it, it's never like that. Um, I'm just browsing to buy some stuff on the internet. Um, I'm, I already probably have something in mind that I'm going to buy. It could be like AirPods or whatever. And I'm just going to the website that seems to have the lowest price. And then when I'm there, it tells me, oh, by the way, you know, you're on bestbuy.com. If you click this purple button in the upper right corner to activate 10% back, you literally just click a button and it works. Unless you have ad blocker on. So that's another thing to mention. If you are a user of Adblocker and Google Chrome, you do need to pause that at times uh, to make mm-hmm. use of Rockyton, especially if you're making online purchases and trying to get you know use of that. But um, what I'm going to talk a little bit more about is uh, another extension called Honey, 
Um, so it's very similar to Rakuten. It's got some similar functionality. Um, so one, I would say I started using Honey first um, before I started using Rakuten, but I'm pretty sure Rakuten's probably been out longer or, you know, the other version of it being Ebates. Um, you know, some background on Honey itself. Um, it's currently owned by PayPal. Uh, I think it was bought out in like 2018 or so uh, for a ridiculous valuation of like $4 billion dollars. Um, wow. and it, you know, at least at that time had reported revenues of about a hundred million dollars. So that gives you an idea of how large uh, affiliate marketing is, uh, because that's essentially how these platforms are making money. Um, they are making commissions from you making purchases from these websites by having some sort of tracking cookie in the background or being able to track you in some sense that you know you made this purchase as, as well as the data that Charlie mentioned earlier where they're able to track the information of what purchases you're making and you know probably selling that to third parties. Um, now the way Honey works, um, you can go to a specific website um, similar to Rakuten where uh, once you're in the checkout screen, um, there's going to be some sort of pop-up in the upper right corner of your screen. And it's going to tell you, hey, um, you know, we have, you know, a number of discount codes that we've crawled the internet for. Um, you can, you know, click, you know, OK or whatever the confirmation button is it, to actually start scanning through all the discount codes until it finds one that fits. Um, and one thing, it's a, that is probably the biggest thing with Honey that I love so, like, which I think you're going to get into a little bit more, like how they have the same thing that Rockington has with the cash back. But Honey, the reason why it got popular and the first feature they really had was it, it's a collection of coupon codes, which is the same as like Retail Me Not, which I think is a very popular website when people type in like yeah. a website and coupons. Retail Me Not ranks very high SEO wise, so you always see it uh, on Google results. And they they're still like the go to for coupons, like as far as a website goes. But Honey as a as a browser extension, the functionality where it, it's not only just scanning like its repository for each website for the coupon codes available, but it does a really good job when you're on the checkout area or the shopping cart of automatically applying them and manipulating the e-commerce store into very quickly testing all of them yes. in a very smooth user experience. So it's not like it's like, oh, we're going to test a – well, they will test like eight, 10 coupon codes sometimes. Yeah. But the way it does it is so smooth and quick. You don't feel like you're waiting there for like, okay, just put in coupon code, save 25 July. And then you wait like <laughs> eight seconds for it to like load and see the price. And then the next one, it does it all in milliseconds. Yeah. Well, no, no. So I'll, I'll take that back. I'm going to walk that back a little bit for Charlie. It does not do it in milliseconds. Um, I've used right, it recently. In comparison. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you know, it, it's more so right. the fact that it's all automated in itself. You know, like if you were sitting here doing it yourself going, you know, you've got a tab open for retail me not or another coupon site and you're just typing that stuff in by yourself and waiting until you find something that works. Yeah, it's going to be that's going to take a while, but um, it does. It, it does take some time. Sometimes you'll be on a website and they've got 15 coupon codes and it'll scroll through them. But honestly, you just switch to another, another tab, let it do its thing and it'll it'll work its way through. Um, and more times than not, you know, you'll find a discount code. And I'm always, I don't know why, like I'm always, every time I'm still surprised and I'm always excited that it works. Um, but something that's a little bit more yeah. new too to it is um, Honey Gold, um, which is actually very similar to the way Rakuten performs. 
where when you go to a website, you get cash back. So with Honey Gold, you can kind of double up in rewards where you can not only get a discount on the product that you're purchasing or the service, but you also get, uh, in a sense, cash back. So um, Rockyton gives you actual real cash back. You either get cash in PayPal or like a fat check or whatever the other third option was that Charlie mentioned. Um, but with Honey Gold, um, the difference is, is you have to um, get a certain balance of rewards. It's about 1,000 gold before you can cash out on anything. And that 1,000 gold uh, equates to $10. So every 100 you know, dollars or a hundred gold is one dollar. Um, and once you have that amount, you can cash out into a gift card. Um, it's your typical e-commerce stuff. It's going to be like, you know, Walmart, Amazon, um, anything of the sort. I always see Nordstrom for whatever reason. Uh, that's always there too. Um, and I'm always surprised by like Nordstrom and things like Gap. They're just like kind of staples in like this online cashback rewards, whether it's credit cards or not. Um, but with honey, you can kind of double up in that sense, which is kind of cool. Um, I just realized, you know, at the recording of this, that I have 1500, uh, gold and I can actually get, you know, a gift card, uh, which I think is the first time I'd be cashing out on this. Um, Make it rain on me, Nafis. you already know, What's maybe I get you bucks? a, it is 15 bucks, but I think I can only cash out $10. I don't think I can cash out the full 15. Oh, we eating good tonight, baby. You already so, know. Can I ask? Um, yeah. a, I'm going to ask a Gary question. Um, is this compatible, like even Amazon? So Rockington, that's a great question. Yeah, so Rockington, it's happening less and less. Has had Amazon on there. I don't know about Honey Gold because the the other important thing to mention, you know, maybe some um, intuitive listeners might be like, "Wow, I'm about to make a purchase. Let's just install Rockington and Honey extensions at the same time." Yeah. Double up on these bad boys. Go to Amazon. Go to Nike.com. Make a purchase. They're both giving me cash back. I'm living large, right? No, that's not how it works. With one of the affiliate links, the whatever is the most recent session after you click on one of them through either one of the extensions will override what was there before. So that's why you really need to pick one or the other when it comes to Honey Gold or Rockyton. Uh, but anonymous listener, answer your question. Amazon is on there. What I've noticed with Rockyton specifically is Amazon's willingness to be on there or the categories of products that they give cash back for is getting less and it's less it's happening less and less. Like they used to be on there all the time, but now sometimes it's like you get 1% back if you buy like an Amazon device on there or one or maybe 2% back on clothing. And it used to be, I don't know if they ever had it for the whole website, but it used to be select they're items. not as limited. Now it's just like certain categories at specific times. Sometimes they have nothing going on. Amazon so honey, is so large, they don't need it, too. And honey Rockington is a competitor. Yeah. So yeah. Honey is an issue there, too, especially when it comes to discount codes, only applying to certain portions. And then there's like dozens of them. Um, so yeah. I would not try to use it for that. If anything, like where it actually works well is if you're looking for a specific product and you're going to a couple websites to shop around price, then it might work out where you're like, oh, wow, Best Buy is a little bit cheaper but it's also hitting me with like 10% back on Rocky tin, or maybe you have a discount code from honey. Um, it could yeah. be something of the sort there. Um, but if, if I were to say, if I have like a preference for one or the other, um, I don't know why it's just Rocky tin. Something about the experience just feels smoother. It's just like a one click and it's always just a surprise and it's just smooth. 
and I don't feel like I have to keep track on it because recently I was looking into the honey gold thing. I was just like, how does this even work? And like, how do I cash out? And I had to Google it, you know, where with Rockyton, I never had to actually think about it. They just quarterly send you your money. It defaults to the uh, big fat check. And then otherwise you can choose other payment methods. But the fact that they're going to send you money um, if you, you know, put in your, you know, your billing address or your mailing address, um, I like that you don't have to think. It just, they, they make it easy for you to use the platform. So uh, if there's a winner there in my book, it's that one. Yeah. And then you also don't have to do this conversion of honey gold to cash by dividing by 10. Uh, or is <laughs> yeah. it a hundred? I don't know, whatever. You, you should have to yeah, do math. Like Rogatin's like, this is how much you get back. This is how it's much cash. is in your account. This is what it is. Honey gold. Like, I don't have time to do that. I, I don't care about that. Just give me coupon codes, honey. So yeah, that, that's pretty <laughs> much it. Beautiful. The only honey I... The only honey I need is Nafis. Ooh. I have one question for you, Charlie. Um, yes. So I, I think I found, I, I was Googling this earlier because there, I remember there was a ton of ads for this in the past and it was for Wikibuy. Oh yeah, Wikibuy. I've heard of that. I they think do something got, similar. Yeah, I think they got ba- bought out by Capital One, but have you ever heard of that like ever since? So Wikibuy had a very strong marketing push where it's like, you should never make an Amazon purchase without Wikibuy. And yes, I think what Wikibuy yes. did, or at least what I saw from the advertising, I never looked into it much. I didn't see a use case is it would, it would uh, compare the Amazon sellers for a product, right? Cause you have a lot of people reselling on Amazon that whatever it may be. Right. So Wikibuy claimed to make that easier. They probably had other features too. They probably do cashback. I don't know, but, yeah, I, I don't really know too much about it other than that, just what I've seen in their marketing. Well, while you were chatting, um, I did just confirm the information that I had said out loud, which is Very good. Um, Wikibuy was bought from Capital One. Uh, I have not heard anything about it since, but it was around the same time that PayPal had bought out Honey. Um, wow. Facts. Don't know if that was a good purchase. I don't know if that's been working out for Capital One, but clearly it is not a topic of discussion. So uh, it didn't work out for them. Didn't work out. That's sad. But you know what does work out is using Rockyton and Honey in combination, just not for the cashback features. Highly recommend the Rockyton extension for all your cashback needs. We'll post a link. Uh, and when it comes to honey, definitely use it for the coupon codes. Both of those together, I think right now is the way to go. Uh, and in office, if there's like a referral link for honey or just like a link to direct people, we'll get yours for that. Perfect. So you, you can get some honey gold. But also, you know, if, if you, I'm sure there's some type of promo where you get some type of money to it, just like Rockyton, I'd imagine they're yeah. competing. We're, so we're, even if it's not like from that. us, look up referral codes. Don't sign up without a referral code. It's just free money for you. But but we'll post that information where we can uh, on our social media. Awesome. So to close us out here, um, I want to let all of our listeners know that at least speaking for Charlie and myself, our self-worth is directly tied to the podcast. And if you do not send us a review on Apple Podcasts, give us a follow, give us a like on Instagram. We really feel it deep down in our souls. So we'd really appreciate the love. Come out, tell your boys what's up, and stay tuned for the next episode. Um, We're actually unsure if we'll be necessarily recording an episode next week. Uh, It is a very special birthday for Charlie next week, and we'll be going out of town for his 30th. 
Um, Charlie, do you have any ending words for the podcast? Um, I don't have ending words, uh, you know, but I'm turning 30. The day we normally would be recording the podcast is my actual birthday. What could be a better thing to do than record the podcast? I don't know. So I'm not sure if it'll happen, but, you know, maybe we'll have like a half episode, a mini episode. Can we do like, I don't know if the platforms will let us, but I would love to to have to to make the episode numbering situation just a little bit cleaner and maybe have an episode 7.5 before we have episode 8. What do you think of that? Well, my my idea was Charlie has uh guitars up on his wall. I do. Very very stylish. I thought maybe he would pull one off, pull one of them guitars off and he would he would riff a little bit and I would freestyle some lyrics for about 30 minutes and you guys would love it. That'd be a whole episode. Seven and a half. Boom. Done. Wow. Book it. Book. Well, you know what? I think well, that's you heard it all here, folks. Oh, God. Stay tuned for episode 7.5, where Charlie and anonymous listener number one give you the tunes. Straight vibes. Yeah, I don't know about that, guys, but we'll be back eventually with a new episode. You already know what it is. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 bam.